Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? I'm in rainy San Francisco. And I'm in rainy Chicago. It's funny oh. that at least we said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday we had almost 80 degrees. Wow. We were down crazy. to like 63 yesterday. 63. Yeah, we have 64 today. It's okay. It's pretty warm for being October in Chicago. Yeah, I'm surprised at your temperatures, and I'm pissed off that because I have an outdoor space that I like to keep the door open all day. For the first time in months, it's too cold now, so it's just shut. <laughs> well, it's San Francisco. I'm pretty sure that it's going to be warming up. Eventually. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what did we watch this time? This was my pick. Um, it's the 2004 film from um, David O. Russell called I Heart Huckabees, starring everyone. everyone. This has this has like a cast that I watched it with my boyfriend that at the end it was like, this feels like a Wes Anderson movie in many aspects. Like the cast is like, this is like way too much, way too many famous people, like just packed together. Yeah, it's really interesting how, how like, this is top-level talent. Like, these are... How how did they get this? Do you remember that movie, Movie 43? Oh, yeah, that it was fucking terrible. Yeah, I didn't see it, but everyone in Hollywood was in it. That's this film. Just every scene, you're like, oh, there's this guy. Oh, there's this guy. But that one was a bit more about the sketches. Like, very... Like, vignettes. Yeah, vignettes. Yeah, yeah. In this case, it's a bit more of a narrative story with many characters and all of them they are famous people all of them all of them and the most important among all of them is isabelle Hubert. yep uh why did you pick this so we had just spent a lot of time in yorgos lanthimos world and then i think i was like hey let's just not let's find something optimistic and um I, the last time I saw this movie, I'm 100% sure because I was living in Russia, so it was 2005. Oh, and wow. uh, since then, David O. Russell has become kind of an important director. He wins people a lot of Oscars, or he's relevant. I don't know if he's important. Let's draw the distinction. Let's just, let's just pin that. I want to talk about like, David O. Russell as a person later. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, because of all those reasons, I was like, I heart Huckabees, that's that's it. That's what we're going to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good reason. So as you pick this one, I guess that I have to summarize it. Uh, I may not go into all of the detail, but the premise is like a pretty surreal one about existentialist investigators. So the story follows Jason Schwarzman. That's, uh, let me just say what was like the name of his character, uh, Albert. Albert. Albert, he's having a crisis, but he only thinks about a coincidence, a random coincidence of seeing a random person three times recently. So he goes to these existentialist investigators for actually digging into that coincidence in his life. And at the same time, is that they are like presenting him with philosophical questions about what is the meaning of everything, what is like the meaning of the universe, how are we connected, do things matter or not, but always with a positive spin. Um, Albert is an environmentalist, activist and poet, and uh, he entables some friendship 
more antagonizing relationship with John Law. Uh, there is like the uh, PR representative for a mall chain called Hackabees that they're expanding across the country and Albert is fighting them to avoid destroying like one Marshall. Forrester and Marshalls? Yeah, yeah, yeah Forrester and Marshall. Um, so the story progresses, uh, Jason Schwarzman, Albert, connects with his other, quote-unquote, that is like another client that they have something in common. That in this case is like they care about the environment. That other is Mark Wolver. And he's a fireman that he's going also about an existential crisis, but he connects with a renegade or rogue existentialist investigator that is Isabel Huppert, that is completely nihilistic. Uh, and they fall into a, I don't know, like a spiral of negativity and self, not really like self-destruction, but a bit more like trying to... It's nihilism. Yeah, it's nihilism. Purpose and things, and then she came along and she's like, there's no purpose in anything. Nope, nothing makes sense. It's like nothing matters. It's like don't waste too much time on it. Um, so we also have Naomi Watts, that is the face. So <laughs> there is a lot of people here. Uh, that it also starts working with the existential investigators. That is Dustin Hoffman and Lily Tomlin. Such and, a good cast. And is that everyone ends up with something different? I feel is that you love feels like a bit destroyed when he ends up connecting with his feelings of inadequacy and how he has been. I don't know, like really pretending to be more than what he actually is, a very swallow person. Uh, Naomi Watts doesn't want to live out of his conventional beauty, so she starts dressing up as an Amy. As... <laughs> and then, yeah, Jason Schwarzman tries to just make some kind of meaning out of everything. And I mean, I could have but I think that I, I already gave like. I don't think we're gonna like improve this recording by going into no. the details of the ending. If if someone hasn't seen it and is interested, let's just leave. Yeah. Answers a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I was saying is like everything is absurd comedy, but it's still grounded in reality. It's not like a Monty Python movie. Is like hey, this is the real world and then you have like these existential investigators and they question what is their role in the world a couple of times, but no one really digs too much into it. It's a bit more like you get accepting that they serve, yeah, whatever, is that they exist. And maybe they help me, maybe not. They're not therapists. It's interesting that you called out that it's based in reality because I was going to say, doesn't this film feel like um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? But that's like, that's actual science fiction, right? Yeah. And But yeah, yeah, you're right. But it is that kind of quirky, right around the turn of the century. We're so weird in our films because studios are still paying to make these. Yeah, this is what it would have been uh, indie comedy if it had like different budget and different cast. Honestly, so I, I liked this film overall, but this felt like, and I understand it's almost 20 years old, but like, a little sophomoric like this is the sort of film and i don't know if it went to sundance i'm going to be embarrassed if it did but i was like this is the sort of film that goes to sundance and gets some attention and then the studio's like let's give him some money to make uh oh. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i mean that's the thing is that for me 
for me, it falls in a very weird spot. I overall like it too, but it falls into a. This could have been taken to the extreme with someone like Wes Anderson about like just making it more absurd and abstract, you know, or even like with uh, Gondry. For example, I think that Gondry could have done like, something interesting. Or Kaufman too. But Kaufman wouldn't have made a comedy out of this. It would have been darker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it would have been like very demoralizing because just think about like seeing the New York. And that house that's on fire. I think <laughs> oh my God, so... <laughs> uh, Or you can be like an indie comedy. But if Fosica a weird spot about like hey, Fox put a lot of money like just making this a reality. And I don't know exactly how how to take it because it's like if this was like an indie comedy i would be like oh you know this is the juno of this season or the little miss size of this season that you may have one name that is more or less well known but everything else is like you know sure whatever this may work or not yeah I, i'm very impressed and I, I wish i had looked up like the history of this film because it definitely now seems like a film circuit movie um, that being said, I'm sure Fox paid a ton for distribution rights if it was an indie film, but I don't know what it was. But I, I do find it interesting that um, he clearly, because uh, David also wrote the script, he clearly was in control of this world. I think he showed us exactly wanted what he wanted us to show or what he wanted to show us. And the comedy... And, and the intellect of the script is, is brilliant in moments. Um, but what's most interesting is you see this director that's going to be a big deal at the like kind of infancy of his career. And you see, oh, yeah, there's some like promising things in here that I'd like to see refined and developed. And he did really well. Yeah. So the thing, wasn't he already fairly popular? Didn't he do Three Kings already? Yeah, he did. Three Kings was before this? Yeah, five years before this. And then he only had one other one, right? That was also a comedy? Uh, Flirting with Disaster, Spanking the Monkey. That's the one. Flirting with Disaster. I don't know that he was well known and in... When Three Kings came out, I was 16, so in Idaho. I didn't know what was hip, what was groovy. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think he, obviously not like now. I, th I think he's one of the more recognized mainstream directors working in Hollywood. I think that he had a couple, he had like three movies in a row that they were big hits, that it was The Fighter, Silver Linings Playbook, and American Hustle, back to back. Yeah. But then, then he did uh, Joy, that is not exactly a joy to watch. It doesn't, it doesn't click for me at least. And then he did Amsterdam, that I watched in a plane recently, and it was extremely forgetful. Yeah, but still, look at the talent he gets. Like, people in the industry value him tremendously. It's super interesting. That's, but that's like, okay, now we're going to be like getting a bit into the person himself. So when I watched uh, I Heart Huckabees, it was still before I moved here, when I was back in Spain, and um, someone told me about uh, like a very famous incident of how he treated Lily Tomlin. That video is in YouTube, and you can see that basically treated her as garbage 
as garbage because he couldn't answer. He's like, oh, you know, it's like this super long monologue that you want me to say. Like at the beginning when she's like just talking about it, he's like, hey, I may not be able to actually memorize it like in a single shot. You know, I may need to. I'm basically David O'Russell steps into the set and he starts berating her, belittling her like in a way that is like, dude, this woman has been acting before you were even born and you're treating her like garbage instead of uh, having like a bit of flexibility. This is fucking a smoke and mirror. It's not live theater. Right. I, like, as the director, as the writer, I think he's allowed to be frustrated when an employee isn't performing to your expectations, but you still don't get to be a douchebag. You don't get to be mean and yell. Yeah. So the other thing is that uh, he's also... I think there is a use of... Uh, of uh, some sexual harassment to a relative. I didn't know that. Oh, I, yeah. He was sexually harassing a relative or he molested a relative? Uh, sexual assault allegations in 2011. Oh. Russell's niece filed a sexual assault claiming against him. This woman who is trans claimed that Russell started out asking questions about her HRT experience before touching her without her consent. Russell admitted he was guilty of discharge but deflected responsibility for his actions by claiming that this niece was acting very provocative toward him. Well, that's her fault. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard... I heard like multiple times that is, I know this guy is troublesome. Like the way that he treated Lily Tony is not an isolated incident. So, so I didn't know about the Lily Tomlin thing until you told me about it last week when I picked this film. Um, and I didn't know about the sexual assault. Yeah. Allegations. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, Amy Adams revealed that working with Russell in American Hustle was such a trying emotional experience that she cried constantly while making the film. After Wait, the torture, who, who said that? Amy Adams. Well, let's let's pivot to talk about Tar. You know, <laughs> we separate <laughs> the artist from the art they create. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, but what I'm saying is that for me... That's a bummer. Yeah, I watched this movie like four times, and you know that I like Silver Linings Playbook, I like American Hustle. And it's like, I, I always... American Hustle, but I didn't watch Silver Linings Playbook or Joy. You watched Silver Linings. We recorded about Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, that's right. But I... Yes, I had forgotten that. But I chose not to see it until the podcast. Oh, yeah, the podcast. We watch a lot of things for the podcast that we just wouldn't watch normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. And I, I was, this is the fourth time that I watched this movie. It's like, I actually have, I remember like liking it a lot the first time that I was like, oh my God, this is a, a smarter comedy than what I would expect. It's stupid in some aspects, but it's like, it's still like pretty good. And, uh, and then I felt, as we discussed about like silver linings, I felt that like, this is a fairly decent rom-com. Is that it goes beyond like the average rom-com, but it still uses all of the elements of a rom-com. And then American Hustle, I just felt is like, you know, for being like a mob story kind of thing, it's pretty good. It's like it's like good pace, you know, like super engaging, screen. And I think it was the slickest thing he had ever done. He was kind of showing. Yeah, it was interesting. I... Yeah. And I, I had to say that is like when Joy was announced, I was like, Jennifer Lawrence was at her peak. He had already worked with her. Uh, her mother hadn't come out yet. 
May that's the reason why it was at this peak. That there was their decline. Uh, she was still yeah. on her way up. <laughs> so she was still waking up and then it went like the way down of a cliff directly. Uh but uh I was like super excited about that movie. Honestly, I was like super excited. And then it's like when more and more of this stuff started like coming out, and I was like, I don't I don't honestly don't know how to feel anymore. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know this was happening at the time. For me, I was super excited about that movie until the reviews came out and said, this is, it's not bad, it's just really boring. About uh, Joy? Yeah. 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 Is like it doesn't have, if you compare it with American Hustle or Silver Linings Playbook that they have, or even I Heart Hackabees, that they have like a pretty good flow of the story, is that I feel like Joy is not there. It's more like, dude, this maybe is not idea, an idea that needs two hours for telling. Yeah, I mean, even the premise, the, isn't it the woman who invented the Wonder Mob? Yep. Yeah. I, you need a real interesting, like, twist to make that an interesting story, and I just don't think he has. <gasps> That's the twist! The twist <laughs> of the Mob! <laughs> wow. That was a proud moment. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it had been an intended pun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, leaving... I tried to watch this movie this time, like, leaving, like, the character on the side, you know, like, the, as a person. For me, it's hard, like, nowadays, like, to just detach, like, the person. And, and it sucks, you know, like, sometimes it sucks because it's like, this is the fourth time that I watch this movie. I always like it. But also at the same time, I know that this guy is not the best human being out there. And he still has like two more movies coming out. I, it's just a brutal question. Like, I, I know I said it joking earlier, but like, can we separate art from the artist? Is there like, do we do it when work is important? Because like Bertolucci, true human garbage, still like his movies. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that morally or ethically. I, I, I should, should I stop? Should I? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, leave it on the side. As I was saying, fourth time that I watched this movie, I still like it. I like like the Sanaya twin, <laughs> like a guest so star at the end. And it's like, I am a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, that that was funny. It was a bit more. It's like this is like super. What is it like 2004? We said, yes. Is it this even like for 2040? Was like, dude, Sanaya Twain was popular I, like three years ago. I guarantee you, this was an ad for an upcoming tour for her, just like that Celine Dion movie that came out was just one big advertisement for her tour that was then canceled. Um, it, 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 I watched it because it was supposed to be really bad, the Celine Dion one. And when I rewatched I Heart Huckabees, I was like, this is a this is product placement. They were trying to sell either an album or a tour for Shania Twain, 100%. Mm, it can be. It can be tours. She did one in 2003 and four, So probably she was finishing the tour by the time that the movie was released. And then she didn't, re she didn't tour until 2015. Yeah, because her husband, the love of her life, um, cheated on her with her best friend and it was devastating and it broke her heart for 10 years i watched a documentary on it shania's waters run deep <laughs> <laughs> i can see man i can see uh 
Yeah, I, I only remember her because uh, a friend of mine from college, well, from my college dorm, he loved Sanaya Twain. And I always felt like that this is the most random music that you can like as a Spaniard. But he used to tell me that it's like this album, I don't remember which one was it, it's like every single one of the songs has been a million copies selling single. This is how good it is. She was big in these years, but like big. And none of it aged well, in my opinion. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But uh, yes, it disappeared from 2002 to 2017. And she did a, a comeback. Okay. Nice. That's good for her. Uh, but yeah, it feels. That part feels age. A bit more about like you went like pretty hard with a uh, popular artist of the moment here. So I'm on the de in the, the details section of um I Heart Huckabees. I Heart Huckabees, and it says the release date in the United States, the premiere, was September 18th, 2022. Oh no. 2022. Oh, I'm looking at Amsterdam. <laughs> I was like <laughs> This doesn't look right at all. <laughs> well, we should go over the questions. Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, so, would you watch I Heart Huckabees again? The answer for me is yes, I would watch this again, um, but not too soon. There was a lot that I liked in this film that I'm not complaining, but there wasn't enough for me to be like, hey, I re want to rewatch with this with my husband tomorrow. But in a couple of years, it's on a plane. I will definitely watch it. Gotcha. So, play. <laughs> we should have, like, just no play as an answer <laughs> for this. Like uh, seven hour layover. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, play may actually be like a good connection to something later. Uh, but yeah, for me, for me, I think. Think that I will rewatch it again. I already watched it four times. Every single time I have a good time watching it, it's like just enjoyable. And but probably not right now. It's like we even when you suggested watching it, I had watched it like six months ago in the movie. And I was dreading the idea of watching it again. So that's like you still had fun. There was sorry? And yet you still had fun rewatching it six months six months after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still had fun. But it's like probably the next time I would want to give it a couple of years. But yeah. Sounds like we're uh, on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. Playing or a couple of years. Or a couple of years in a play. Um, would you recommend I Heart Hookabees? The answer to this is no. And again, it's not that I didn't like the film, but I can't imagine a situation where this is the film that's going to pop into my head to recommend. So if I were to ask you, recommend me a comedy that is like smarter than average, and I don't want to watch Strawberries, you wouldn't think about this movie at all. <laughs> I mean, in the in like a com, this isn't a black comedy. Um, in this absurdist comedy genre, I mean, probably Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Is that a comedy? I don't remember it being I a comedy. Think I think it's like a dark comedy, but yes. Or In Bruges. I would recommend In Bruges. 
I know you wouldn't like it, but you asked what I would recommend. <laughs> I think that's what I would recommend. Okay, okay, that's fair. Uh, I would recommend it. I mean, actually, if I watched it like six months ago, I was watching it with my boyfriend because I told him that it's, hey, this is a comedy that I like. He said, this is a type of a stereotype of movie that I like, like comedies that they're a bit offbeat. I mean, I wouldn't, and the thing is, like, I, I wasn't feeling comfortable for just watching Happiness with him. I thought, really? Happiness is pretty weird. I laugh out loud in several of the moments, but this is an awkward laugh out loud that is like, I want to know the people that they are around me to just feel comfortable <laughs> laughing out loud about this. <laughs> we need to go watch a Todd Solon's film sometimes. <laughs> um, would you remember a hard hook of this? Absolutely not. Nothing about it. Nope. Okay. Uh, for me, I think that I could, re I could remember like quite a bit. It's like I remember most of the general strokes. I remember, uh, how do you say, uh, Naomi Watts as in Amy's. I remember you law like falling apart. I remember, you know, like the relationship between Mark Wahlberg and Jason Schwartzman. So, in, and Isabel Cooper role too. So I, I could say that yes, but maybe it's because I already watched it four times. At this point, it's hard to forget what the movie is. I do have to say I was very, very satisfied when there was a fucked up degenerate sex scene between Isabelle Huppert in this and, and someone else. I was like, it's not an Isabelle Huppert film without what's happening on the screen right now. I think that we discussed it at some point, but I have the feeling that it's a contractual obligation that is that is a Hooper <laughs> presence. Is that, oh, you want to cast me? You have to rewrite your script. There has to be a deranged sex scene for me. Otherwise, She's I'm not flying across the pond all the way to LA. She's going to have fucked up sex. <laughs> Fair. Um, is there anything artistic about a hard hook of this? Yeah, I think, like I said, you see a ton of, I saw a ton of promise in his direction and his writing. And it's an interesting balance of absurdist, like comedy and philosophies. And it's, it's just an interesting, like, melting pot of things and great performances and some really shining moments in the film uh yeah there's a lot yes i i like that my boyfriend actually says that oh i didn't know that mark Wahlberg could act in any kind of way and i said that is that i think that he's more capable of comedy than drama <laughs> let's not get started on my conflicted feelings about him <laughs> why marky mark he was a super racist that was in a gang and he beat up an Asian man as a hate crime. So, like, can we not watch I Heart Huckabees because he's a hate criminal? Oh my god. <laughs> what was that? In, I think it was like 89, like at the heart of the the jerky, the, what were his boys called? He had that, that music group and he was the Calvin Klein model. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So during that time he, oh my Okay. And he still had an actor career. Whole career. Whole yep. career. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I agree with yes, that there is like something artistic. This, it may not be like elevated art, but I think that the script has some merit from the perspective that it's hard to pull off. Like a story that is so absurd like this, and it works. I agree. I think what they tried to do was elevated and it achieved it for like an absurdist comedy so mm -hmm. yeah uh, is this a timeless piece this i would have to say it's pretty firmly rooted in a time that's circa 2004 <laughs> 
it it does feel dated in a lot of its style and this is not a timeless piece for me yeah i had to agree as i was saying like the sanaya twin part felt like this is of a time that putting like a pop celebrity in the middle of the movie it can be a selling point that is that this has not aged well since the 80s so i don't know what you're doing in 2004. um but i'm also a bit torn because i think that like the existential questions and everything that they are presenting is decent it's a bit more like timeless but i mean i will go like it with with no too yeah they picked the wrong the wrong celebrity if that been So, would you turn I Heart Huckabees into a TV show? Yeah, I think there's promise there for a TV show. I mean, it could be from the perspectives of the investigator. Yeah, yeah. It could be like a pushing daisies, pushing up daisies sort of. Yeah, I would yeah, like that to... yeah, I was thinking of it, something a bit darker, like in treatment. I, oh, existential <laughs> pain, you know that arouses me. <laughs> and treatment is my kid. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, maybe a format like that, instead of actually following only the Huckabee's story, is they just follow the investigators. Yeah, I think Lily Tomlin and um, the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, could this have been a sort? I don't think so. I think we need to sit with this, like, the philosophy, the the con conflicting. No, I, this had to be at least an hour for sure. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. Is that this is something that requires like some time to develop the characters, like seeing them being miserable or being happy, and then just coming to some I don't know rewarding conclusion. Uh, do you think that this movie could have been better? I mean, yeah. It's not a perfect film at all. I feel like, um, I don't know. This is a good film. I like this film and I don't think when I can't point to something specifically, I feel uncomfortable saying anything at all. But like, I feel like both the script needed some editing and the film some editing, just a little bit. They needed to be a little bit tighter on a few things. Like that story uh with, uh, with, the face of Huckabees, I'm blanking on her name, Mulholland. Uh, Naomi Woods. Um, they didn't develop that enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think that they're like parts that they don't feel like they're really going anywhere. I understand why they are there. There are very small details that it feels a bit more amateur, like how they are recording, more recording, like some of the takes they're a bit awkward that they basically like just focus like the camera on a group of characters and they're not doing anything they're just observing the difference is that this feels a tiny bit amateurish and you do it like at least three four times during the movie this is weird uh, yeah there was just some amateurish things that's the perfect way to put it yeah and then the part about like Sanaya Twain I just feel like look you can like a Sanaya Twain and you may have thought that it was like the right celebrity we're connecting here but it wasn't it was more of the fate of the moment and it's, it's not only about like she didn't continue her career 
it's not that oh you were unfortunate no it's that it just feels like don't go for a celebrity like this it's like just go with another celebrity or just like i don't know like don't use a celebrity just make out like or your just, own celebrity yeah, i agree i completely yeah. agree yeah uh so should we score this yeah this was it. yeah this was your pick so i guess that i have to score it first i'm going to go with a seven I'm going to go with a 6.5. Okay. Uh, I have to say that I don't have like a good logic for going with a 7 more than I like this movie. I watched it four times and I still had a good time. I think that is better than the average stupid comedy out there. So no, I, it so. tries to do more and it does more. So definitely it didn't leave me thinking about the human condition. Or anything like that. And it de de definitely didn't like cause me to be more interested in philosophies and like yep. <laughs> existential themes. I was like, no, 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 you don't develop this enough. Uh, but yeah, so for this one, as is my pick, and I have like a lot of plane trips ahead, I want to visit the wall of John Wick. As you actually told me like some weeks ago that John Wick is a perfect movie for just watching on planes. I want to challenge that premise. And I can't wait to hear how you feel about John Wick's universe. I'm <laughs> okay. really looking forward to this. <laughs> All right, uh, anything else to say about a hair hook base? Nope, nothing. Nothing for me. And anything else to say to those people out there putting up with us? Get your flu shots and your COVID shots. It's that time of year. <laughs> okay. Bye.